And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dogs and cats of all ages, back to the Performance Zone. This is David, along with Pat, and we are continuing in this 5D thinking, and who knows, it might end up being more Ds, but we've been bringing a lot of great information the last few sessions, everything from what do you really want to understanding uh, focus, and uh, gosh, I, we've touched on so many different things, I can't remember where we are. But today I remember that we're going to be talking about being selfish and how you get to be selfish. If you want to be successful, if you want to have an impact on the world, you got to be selfish, which is probably contrary to your, your, the normal thinking, the way you're taught. And the way I think of this is I, you know, having worked with so many people over the last 20 years, and you can probably relate to this, Pat, is that the, one of the common themes that people always tell me is that they want to help others. That's why they do what they do is they want to help others. My contention is, if you can't take care of yourself, you're not much good to anybody else. So with that in mind, we're going to talk about being selfish and coming from a place of, and get ready for it, guys, this is going to fry your noodle a little bit, selfish abundance. Okay? So today the conversation is about you being selfish and coming from a place of selfish abundance. Pat, give me your little your thoughts when you hear the word selfish abundance and what do you think? Oh, the first thing I think about is, um, it was about a year ago now, and I hear this so often, is I was talking to somebody who had just started a business, and she was so excited, etc. And she had so many ideas, and she was talking about, and I'm sure people connect with this, but she was giving stuff away for free. And she was talking in her language, and she was sort of, uh, and her language was very, you know, sort of, oh, she said, oh, I know what it was. She said, uh, it's not about the money. She kept saying, it's not about the money because um, we're exploring ideas. And I'm going, but it is about the money. Give yourself permission. It is about the money. How can you help somebody if money is not the issue? And, and when I say that, I mean, <laughs> for her, um, you know, there's a difference between it's it's about value. Now, if she is saying that to, quite in her language, everyday language, that money was not the issue, no money, it wasn't about the money, then of course that's going to be reflected in in how she, her energy around the the interaction with the client and the, and the products that she's offering out there. Because it, there is a value. Money is an exchange of value. So if you don't value yourself, how can other people value you? And the first thing you have to do is to charge appropriately. So Absolutely. when we talk about self-abundance, that, that's the first. It's just that conversation. I've had so many similar conversations. But this one person, it was in her language. And people say, you know, even now, we'll start talking because I like brainstorming just in general. And I go, it's not about the money. And I'll say, stop that right now. <laughs> what is money? <laughs> well, what is business, right? I, I was at a seminar years ago when I had a, a Taekwondo school. And we went to a guy who was an expert at building the martial arts business side of things. And his first question, right, was, what does business mean? What's the definition of business? And his mm -hmm. simple answer was business means profit. That's it. He said, if you're not making a profit, you're not in business. 
Yeah, I hope it. And it really woke up a lot, especially people in the martial arts, because they love it and they want to give back and they want to, you know, and that's the thing when you say they they say it's not about the money and it's not about the money, but it's about the money. Right. Whenever they say it's not about the money, like athletes, oh, it's not about the money. Oh, it's about the money. Right. They're not getting they're not getting enough. Right. And um, we should all maybe take a lesson from some of those guys, because people will often say that they, they and they, first of all, guys, if you're out there watching this, you want to start a business and you haven't yet. I'm going to bet that most likely you have the wrong beliefs about business. People often think that they have to give things away or when it comes to friends, this was another good one, right? When I was in Herbalife years ago, I would sell the product to my friends at cost because I thought that's what I had to do. And I learned this from both my brother and one of my mentors in a very harsh lesson. They said, your friends are going to be more work than people who are paid customers and they would pay somebody else full price. Why won't they pay you? Why don't you expect them to pay you that money? Because you have some wrong beliefs in there. And I had to go through those. And that's the thing. Most people have these wrong beliefs about, well, you have to do this and you have to give so much away. Look, before you give it away, make some money, be profitable, charge, charge an appropriate amount. And, and the, the, the line you just said, you've got to value yourself before other people will value you, right? I remember when I first started coaching and I was charging X amount of dollars per hour and I was getting decent results. But when I doubled my rates, all of a sudden I was a much better coach, right? Because people started taking me more seriously because I was charging so much. I mean, you know, I wasn't, I didn't even think it was that much in relation to other people, but the fact is that their perception was I had a better value because I was charging more. I have a, I have a friend who, um, a business colleague, I was in a network meeting with her only this morning. And she said to me, oh, have you seen what I've put in the chat space? And I had a look and I thought she'd made a mistake and it wasn't, it was deliberate. She actually said she does this and her rates start at $10,000. Now for her, that she's just, that was a significant joke. And it was like, because I know her and she's a friend of mine, perhaps I'm not valuing her as much as I should. Right. Uh, but when I saw that and I thought, you know, my first instinct was, oh, this is a mistake. But then, no, she says, no, this is me. You know, she said, I'm putting value on myself. And this is, and I looked at that and I'm thinking, yeah, because if what you were just saying, if I was paying somebody $10,000 for that, then I'm seeing that person in a completely different light to somebody who's charging $1,000. Yep. yep. So she was valuing herself. <laughs> And the customers worked much harder. My clients worked much harder. That was interesting. I mean, and, that, and that's evolved over the years. But the, and, and here's the thing, guys. When I say selfish, be selfish from abundance. People think there's a lack in the world. And that's why they get, you know, they look at selfish. Oh, that's mine, mine, mine. I'm not talking about it's like, it's just for me. It's just for me. It's just for me. I make sure I get my gym time in every day. I work out every day because if I'm going to be a contributor in this household, that, you know, as, to, my, to my wife and to my kids, that if I'm in horrible condition, I can't do that. If I don't have the energy, I can't contribute to my clients. I can't come into a meeting like this and go like, yeah, guys, we're really going to, I'm really tired. Hold on. You know, I mean, nobody's going to want to listen to listen to that. They're going to be bored. All right. I want you to have, I want you to say the guy's nuts. I don't understand him half the time, but he's got, at least he's got a lot of energy. So I'm fit and I can endure and I can run long days. So from a fitness standpoint, from a nutritional standpoint, be selfish. That doesn't mean take all the food for yourself. It means eat, take the time. We have shifted our diet in this house, for example. You did recently too. You've made some shifts in your diet, right? Because it's about 
not, it's about health. It's about fitness. It's about performance. It's about overall sense of well-being. We're eating better. We're buying better quality meats. Is it more expensive? Yes. Is it a pain in the butt? Yes. Do I have to be more particular about, I'm going to start doing meal prep too, where I, I create a bunch of meals during the week. So I can just, when I'm on the run, I can just go grab a healthy meal as opposed to going out and buying something in a box. And you got, it's okay to take care of you because if I can't be the best me, I can't be the best father. I can't be the best husband. I can't be the best, you know, business person or anything like that. So when you're out there and you're thinking about what does selfish from abundance mean, it means there's plenty to do out there. There's plenty of, there's plenty of food. There's plenty of opportunity. There's plenty of, of time. You just have to use it better and use it in a way that's going to move you towards your goals. That's part of the whole concept of, being selfish from abundance. No, no, listen, it's, it's, it's funny you're saying this because my words of the day today, and I've used them a few times, and it's it's still morning where I am, uh, is mensano in corpore sane, uh, you know, healthy, healthy mind and healthy body. Uh, yeah. and, and, and that's where I'm coming from. I mean, if, if, you, if you're working yourself 16 hours a day, six, seven, seven days a week, you're, you're going to burn yourself out. You're not going to be as productive. You need to be selfish with your time. You need to take, I mean, you hear all these stories, not stories, but this advice, you know, put some time to meditate, put some time to read the book, put some time to do this. And and still you'll find yourself being just as productive by taking time out to be yourself. Now, we had a conversation recently, um, David, and you were talking about the advice from Jim Rowan. I'd love you to explain that again. You know, the oh, six day principle. <laughs> yeah, the six. Yeah, that was. Um, and one more thing I want to say before and this will kind of tie into this. It'll be a nice segue. And that is it's the same thing when people organize their time and they take the time for the books, they take the time for the meditation. They realize because they'll say, what, what's the first thing they say? I don't have time. There's no time for that. Well, you don't have to binge watch your favorite series on Netflix. You don't have to watch television. You don't have to pay attention to the news. You don't have to you know, you can adjust your time. Right. And it's like the, the thing that really got me with Jim, it's kind of like an athletic thing. We would tell our athletes when I got into coaching, I had to adjust my mindset a little bit on, on what I was doing now instead of being a competitor. But one of the things that we were always taught as athletes and that we brought into the, into the coaching realm was rest. You've got to rest. Rest is your friend. If you, you can do all the training, to build all the muscle, eat all the pro, take all the protein shakes, you know, measure out your food portions and do all that. But if you don't rest, that alone will do more damage than all the good stuff you're trying to put into your body. If you don't, you've got to have rest. And what Jim told us was, was great because we were doing, um, this was back again, back in the direct selling days. And Jim was talking to us about, okay, what's your work schedule going to be? And we were young and, you know, and excited and we we're all 24 seven. He said, no, can't do that. You got to, you got to, you got to set your own. He said, we have a ratio now of five days on and two days off. He said, I like God's ratio. God's ratio was six days on and one day off. He said, why don't you do six on and one off? And he explained that to us. He said, look, even God took a rest one day, right? So he worked and created and did all that stuff. And even he took a rest one day. Why not you? So if God has to take a rest after six days on, you should take a rest too. And it made sense because we used to work these 90 day plans 
where, and we worked hard. We worked long days because you do a, usually a briefing in the morning. And then on Tuesday and Thursday evenings, we do these big meetings. And then we do briefings in the afternoon on the other days to, to talk to people and to get the product knowledge out there on Saturday was a big day. And then by the time Sunday came, you were pooped. And we would do that for 90 days. And at the end of 90 days, we'd take a week and go somewhere as a group, as a team and have fun. We, when we lived in Spain, I mean, we'd go to these like places down on the beach and have a great time, then get right back to work and do 90 day plans like that. And it made a huge difference because we accelerate our income exploded because we were able to be productive. We were able to keep it up. We let ourselves recharge. And that's something that people today between, you know, this stuff, the cell phones, the, the tablets, the programs that they think they always have to be doing something. And sometimes it's important just to sit. And like you were saying earlier with the book or meditation, right? Where you, you know, on a Sunday, you unplug. That's my day to unplug. I, I do my best to unplug on Sundays. On occasion, because I've got folks like yourself down in Australia and down under or, or New Zealand, um, <laughs> it's convenient for me to meet with somebody at like on a Sunday evening because it's Monday morning and to get the day started, et cetera, et cetera. But that, even, that's, even that's rare. <clears throat> but Sunday, yeah, you rest and you, you unplug and you get off the electronics and you, you know, I don't even watch American football. I hardly watched any this year. I didn't watch this. I watched maybe half of the Super Bowl. I was relaxing. I was just enjoying myself. And um, I'm telling you, it's so when you can do that and you can unplug and stay away from the electronics and, you know, let your mind rest. Because in, in martial and in Taekwondo, we say Chong Shin Tong Il, which means mind and body together as one. Can't have one without the other. Right. And sometimes when your body, when your mind is fried, your body can keep you going. When your body's tired, your mind can keep you going. And it's never 50-50. It's usually one or the other like this, right? Yeah, well, even take that down to the day-to-day level even. Um, <clears throat> I remember working for an agency. We did data imports. We got paid on key depression, so we were very frantic, of course. Uh, uh, four days out of five, we were, uh, we were in somebody else's building, and we were watched by the the other the other people so we had to take a 10 minute break and that was it you know that's all we were allowed on the fifth day which was the friday we were the only ones in the building uh and so we had more you know sort of a bit more freedom and i remember we would take about 20 to 25 minutes break you know give ourselves break time but the number of key depressions that we did on the friday was actually more than we did any other day of the week so by allowing yourself to rest, you are actually manifesting the abundance because you are more productive afterwards. So take the Saturdays off, Monday is Saturday. Take the Saturdays off. If you can't, for, if you can't in your mind think, oh, I'm going to take seven days off. Uh, so it works seven days. I mean, especially if you're new in building up your business, you've got to be there. You feel like you've got to be there all the time. But you learn after that while just just starting just to take that one day and make it, you know, sacrilegious, make it make it something, something that you've got to take that day off and do what you want. And and, and it, you'll find it difficult at first because you'll feel a bit tempted to do something, but don't do it. And that's, then that's and, the mental game, you, right? That's the mental and, game of like, and then I have to you be build doing something. Muscle. Yes. And you build that muscle over time. And now it comes to that day of the week again, Saturday. And I go, oh, it's Saturday. And I don't even think about checking up on things. 
So oh, that that's great, right? That brings take in in two thousand and six. I guess we're kind of dating ourselves. If you're watching this in years or now, we did a family vacation. My wife's entire family, um, all the kids, grandkids. We went on a cruise. Now this was before the technology. The technology was good, but it wasn't quite where it is now, right? And so we did this um, Disney cruise, and the kids loved it. All the kids loved it, and um, but I remember when we left, I was like, you know, I would do my newsletter every day, and and I had these conference calls that I was doing, and I was always and I was out there in the marketplace. I was I was out there, and and I had people emailed me all the time, and you know, I said, okay, I'm gonna we're gonna do this, and I was pretty much out of pocket for about ten days. So if you're listening to this. This, this is my experience, and I'm sure you'll, it, it's pretty much going to be the same for you as well. I was gone for 10 days out of, out, of, out of pocket. By the time we got off the cruise, you know, on the cruise and went out, did the cruise, and then came back. And you know what I noticed was the world did not end because I wasn't in it. And that was kind of a gut punch, too, because I thought there were, I got back to my emails. Everybody understood that I took a vacation. You're allowed to take a vacation, which means you're also allowed to take a day off. And again, it's got to be that commitment. You know, like if you have a commitment to your golf, to your tea times. Sorry, that's working from home, folks, right? Um, you, you're, you've got a tea time for, the, for your golf. You've got a doctor's appointment, your, your rest time, your meditation time, your relaxing or chilling time. Maybe it's just to be still. Maybe it's just to unplug and turn everything off. That's got to be as important as your doctor time. That's got to be as important as your meal time. As important as taking a breath has to be that mental unplugging, especially because the voices, because we have so many voices coming from everywhere, Right. The political voices, the world war voices, the pandemic voices, the oh, no, dogs and cats living together. Ah, craziness. And there's always somebody hysterical about something. I mean, I, I heard this crazy thing the other day. The woman was going off on how eating meat was, you know, I mean, anyway, I'm not even going to get into it because it's a political social d- d- dilemma. But it was the most ridiculous thing that I heard. But it, it, it calls attention. You know, you got the Canadian truckers, you've got, you know, the just the just overall everyday concerns that we have. And if you don't unplug from that and the voice is coming at us 24-7 on the news channels and now on your phone and texting you and push notifications, you're going to go bat crazy, bat crap crazy, right? So so unplug, relax. The world is going – the world is – the world has been ending for – since it began, right? I mean, there's always something that's going to – that's going to kill us or something that's going to go. It was global cooling when I was a kid. Now it's global warming. It was the gas lines. Then it was the ozone. Then it was, um, you know, you know, corporate greed. Then it was like communism. And then it was like, there's always got to be some adversary so that the media can get, you know, can get us all hyped up and just, if it happens, it happens. Let the, you'll find out about it. You'll need, you're on a need to know basis. But for the most part, you've got to take that time out. And, and focus on the best way for you to navigate all that is to be the best you that's possible. That's, that's, well, that's just, the best way to say it. Yeah, a couple of things coming out of that. First of all, I remember, I can actually remember where I was stood, taking a phone call, talking to somebody, a, very, a sound piece of advice. I was just about to take some leave. And she said to me, she says, it's okay to think about work at, at beginning. It may be okay to think about work towards the end 
of your vacation. He says, but if you are thinking about working the middle, you're an idiot. <laughs> That's what she <you> said. <laughs> Especially and if I it's a job, that. right? I mean, if, it, if, if you're, yeah, I mean, Especially because the if it's a company, if you work for somebody, they can they'll replace you in a heartbeat. <laughs> That's the reality. Anyway, yeah, I'm just moving on here. When we talk about selfish selfish abundance and the implications, I always think I can see that gob you know that goblet the the the, the cup half full half empty scenario. Right. And and what I see is, and I've been guilty of it, is we tend to, especially if you're if you're building what you're doing um, and I'm talking about my experience, you know, sort of from, and I'm sure it's replicated with others is that you tend to, and again, it's about giving information away for free, giving your products away for you, you, you want, you give, you give away so much when the cup is, is, is still filling. So it's always leaking. So you're never going to get to where you want to be, but, and, and thinking's different, but if that cup was full and you've reached a level of, you know, some of your goals, you're still going to have that information, but you're giving it away from a, a, a sense of abundance. You're sharing what you've achieved. Lots of people give, give away their information more out of pride, more out of, um, you know, they, they want to be seen good so that people will buy their ego. services for their yep. ego. Yeah. Uh, um, and they've got to stop that, you know, because you're yeah. in business as you say, to make to make that money to get to that level, and then it pours over naturally. Yeah, I mean, again, that's if people. I, I just wish that you know it, it's so simple that if people would just take that the whole concept of it, it's okay to be successful. It's okay, you deserve to be successful, and you to do all the things. I love it, especially when people, I want to give a lot more to my church. I said, then you have to make a lot more money, which means you have to be more productive, which means you have to be a little bit more selfish and focused. And it's funny because I, there's a, a, a woman at the gym I go, that I go to and her, they, they are, they do very, very well for themselves. They're very comfortable and they have a lot of time. They're very relaxed. They get a lot done. They do a lot. And they give a lot to their church. They, they give a lot to charity. They, they, give, they do a lot for the community because they can. Because they put themselves in a situation. And, and they have these selfish from abundance because the more they have, the more they get for themselves, the more they, the more they give out. That's just how they are. And, and that's, that, that's, I think, the part that people miss. Like, if it's all about me, then I'm not giving. Well, no, that's, that's not necessarily true. But if you don't have it, you're certainly not giving. Because you don't have it to, you can't give what you don't have, and you, you can't. You, I guess that's about it's as simple as I can put it. You can't give what you don't have. So, go put forth yeah. your best effort, there, peoples. <laughs> yeah, the, another phase that comes to mind is, and I know it's used in context of investments and savings. But I see it in a different way is that concept of pay yourself first, because we're so used to, especially if you're trying to build up your business uh, um, or you're going through tough times, um, you, you, you tend to pay others before yourself, basically. Um, and Been there, done um, that. Yeah. <laughs> 
got down, <laughs> got down to 20 cents in the checking account. It was like, well, wait a minute. So something's not adding up here. So, you know, you've got to, if you pay yourself first, it doesn't matter. And I was taught this lesson actually by an accountant friend of mine who goes around and helps people in trouble. She's absolutely fantastic. Her name is Diana. Uh, uh, and she would always say, even in when we're doing the budgeting, back to budgeting here, she said, always make sure there's some money to, to pay you. Even in, even in my own personal budget, you know, the home budget, even if it's just something like $5 or $10 or something like that, this is coming from when you're really struggling. She says, even then at that point, still put some money in there for yourself. And then it builds up and there's the treats that you can then to treat yourself. And it builds up because it builds up that confidence in yourself. You become more, you know, you become stronger for it. Well, it, it, and it shifts your whole relationship with money. It shifts, it shifts your relationship with money. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's and, kind of going back to Jim Rohn, right? The richest man in Babylon. And I just gave that book to a young woman. Um, she was talking about, no, I gave her that, The Alchemist, uh, The Richest Man in Babylon, and As a Man Thinketh. Mm. And she was like, what do you recommend to read? I said, you want recommendations? I said, okay. And I said, your birthday's coming up. And on her birthday, I said, here you go. And she was like, I go, yeah, these are different. These are not, yeah, this is not new stuff. This is old stuff, but it's it's well worth it. But it was like, it changed, especially The Richest Man in Babylon, when you have the idea that you 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 only live off 70, you pay yourself first, but then you only live off 70%. Whatever you pay yourself, 10% goes to savings and you don't touch it, 10% to investment and 10% to, to uh, charity. And when, you, when you're struggling, I'm telling you that 10% to charity, that's a tough one when you know you got to feed your family. But if you, and Jim taught us, he said, start with doing a dime out of a dollar. So a dime out of a dollar for charity, a dime out of a dollar for investment, a dime out of a dollar for savings. Because a dime out of a dollar is easy, he said. Yeah. And then if you build the habit, when it comes to 10,000 out of 100,000, you're already in the habit and you just do it. And, and but I, I, I know what you're saying. If you can treat yourself, even something like a coffee, right? Just a nice a specialty coffee or something like that. And you get that, it changes that relationship where I have enough that I can give some away. Yes. I have enough that I can put it in savings and not touch it. I have enough that I can put into this investment, whether it's in stocks or bonds or just a, a CD account or, or a business or something. I have enough. I have more than enough. I have an abundance because I'm able to give some away and only live on this amount. And when you learn that and, and you, you, it really has an impact on your mindset, it, it shifts your whole relationship. Because money, I mean, especially now here in the U.S., I don't know what it's like in Australia, but, you know, people are like, well, you're just about money. No, I, I know that I need money because if I call the power company and say, I'm really a loving person and I give people lots of hugs, they say, great, pay your bill. Right. I can't pay in wampum. I can't pay in in didgeridoos for you guys down there, down under. Right. I can't pay in, <laughs> um, you know, you, you can't. The power company, the grocery store, the gas company, you know, the, the petrol station, they require coin of the realm to, to engage in commerce. Not, I'm a really good person and I do good things for other people. And I'm just a wonder, I'm wonderful. So can I have some gas, please? No, it doesn't work that way. Right yeah. now, until someone comes up with a better system, 
we it's okay to make money. Money doesn't, this is nothing. Larry, Larry Thompson taught us this money doesn't make you evil. It only makes you more of what you are. So if you're a jackass, you're going to be a bigger jackass when you have more money. If you're a nice person, you're going to be a nicer person when you have more money. And that's been, I found that to be true. When I first heard him say that, I think it was 1990, end of, end of 89 or early 90, we were still in Spain. I heard him say that. And it just, it has stuck with me that money only makes you more of what you are. Money and alcohol, right? Uh, if you're, yes. if you're drunk and you're a jerk, you're going to be a bigger jerk. If you're drunk and you're a fun person, you're typically a more fun person. So um, that is not a suggestion to go out and get drunk and don't be, don't be too selfish when you're drinking. That, that's not a good thing in my opinion. But yeah, it's, it's really, it, it's really important to understand that, you know, to have that good foundation. And if you have a foundation of a good relation with money and you understand where we're coming from, and if you have questions, you can reach out to Pat or myself. You can find her on LinkedIn. You can find her on Pat at the community entrepreneur, right? Is that the one we're using? Dot com. Yeah. Dot com. Yes. Community entrepreneur. The community entrepreneur.com. And uh, myself at David at David M at Cygnus NLP.com. Reach out to us about this. Get on our calendars. I think Pat also has a, uh, on LinkedIn, you can find her calendar where you can have access directly to her calendar. Click on it, schedule an appointment. Uh, you can go to CygnusNLP.com. Do the same with me. We can help you with that. We can guide you if you have some questions because most people get, this is where they get stuck. And when we were talking about this a couple of sessions ago where we were talking about how you can't start building on the 10th floor. There are, this, this is kind of where that kind of, to kind of bring that concept back into, into the, into the conversation. This is what we're talking about. If you don't have these met, these beliefs, right. About what business is, what does it mean to do business? Well, it means to make profit. Profit is good, right? You can't pay. What about taxes? Well, yes, you can't pay taxes unless you have profit, right? If you're just, and the government, they're your partner, right? I don't care what country you're in. They're your partner and they want their share, <laughs> Right. And so you got to do that, but you can do that with, again, going back to Jim, Jim Rohn, this is the Jim Rohn call today. Jim was talking about, be excited about paying taxes. If you're paying a lot of taxes, you're paying a lot of, you're making a lot of money. And, and that's a, just a different attitude, a different ver- view of being successful. So it's okay to be successful. It's okay to make money. What you do with it is what'll make the difference. You know, I mean, I've got- <laughs> Yeah, I've got visions. I've got the visions of the cup, the overflowing cup, and it's the taxes that are overflowing. <laughs> so you've made the money, and now you've got to, you know, you've got to pay the taxes. But yeah. your cup's full. That's fine. <laughs> now, I, I encourage you to all have a very creative accountant that does things within the lo- letter of the law. Don't break the laws. But, you know, if you get a good creative accountant, you know, make sure you have to, you know, limit your tax liabilities as much as possible, of course. But when it comes time... You know, and Pat and I were talking about this before we started today, before we started recording. Yeah, I mean, we're at that stage here in the U.S. where we're going to be in March and then it's April. And then, you know, we're dealing with this stuff because it's just it's a little it gets complicated, but it's part of get excited about it, because the more you pay, the more it means, the more you make. And and it's just you can all you have to do is shift the way you look at things like the whole thing about being selfish. Well, being selfish is bad. It means it's only you're all about you. No, I'm all about others. And, and the others around me, because it, the better I take care of David, the better David I can be, the better husband I can be, the better father I can be, the better friend I can be, the business partner, whatever it may be, right? The better contribution, because part of you know my mission is to help others get the most out of themselves. 
if I'm not getting the most out of me, I can't do that. Then I'm there just, is a, you know. Yeah, there is another, there is a side to being, if you are in, to being in the right mindset. And that there's the, the mindset of selfish abundance, uh, valuing, going back to that valuing we talked about at the beginning of the conversation. You value yourself, you reflect that. Um, I, I still has, have had a couple of incidents lately where I still struggle where uh, I've been, my rates here, but as people, people come along, especially small charities that don't, you know, don't have the money and resources, and I try to help them by, you know, sort of um, sacrificing some of, some of, you know, some of my uh, side of things. And they, and, you know, just amazingly come back to me and say, you know, we hear you, but please don't do that. Uh, uh, we we want to work with you, but we don't want to take advantage of you. Yep. So, uh, so you know, there's like this thing happening. So, yeah, I'm hearing it, I'm understanding it, and now I'm going, well, how can I help these people without actually sacrificing my own value? It's good. That's not me sort of, you know, not me being arrogant. I'm learning from what they're saying to me. They're saying, don't that, you know. Right. Uh, and so... <clears throat> Yeah. So if you do value yourself and you do and you are you are pricing your services uh, at the appropriate level, you don't need to worry because that value will come back to you. So you then begin to put yourself in that position where you can help others even more because of that foundation that you already have in place. Well, in you get to the point where sometimes people, you know, especially when they're new in business, right? They're worried about losing what business they have. And sometimes you have to let go of that. I let, when, when I made a transition in my business in the late 2000s, like uh, I think it was around 2007. And I made, I just made a shift in the way I was doing business. And there was a lot of my old clients who couldn't really afford that. But it wasn't about it was about me being take moving myself to the next level. And and I, I and I love them. Now it doesn't mean I dropped them like hot potatoes. We finished our programs and I would always be there if they needed something and they could do some one off stuff. But um, I focused on a different market because that was ultimately my family was my higher priority and and my growth and the people that I wanted to work with and do what I did. So and and some people were able to come with me and some people weren't. But I mean it's all we are is change. I heard that from, it wasn't one of my direct mentors, but a mentor of one of my mentors. And he said, remember, all we are is change. Yes. That's it. We're going to constantly evolve and and that's all we have. And if we don't, if we don't change, especially now, I go back to Paul Zine Pilzer stuff that the world is changing so rapidly now that if you're out there and, you, and you're not change, you're not, you don't understand change and to be, to be, to go through all these changes selfishness that that selfish abundance is a concept that really will help get you through this because you must i've we've all had to learn in the last few years how to use zoom right pat and i we just finally figured out how to pin the screens the other day right when we got all this started but the 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 technologies and the different things to learn and the banking and the the i mean we found a way to send money you know, with Gabby being in the UK, we had thought we had it all figured out and then PayPal screwed us up. So guess what? Instead of freaking out about PayPal, another opportunity presented itself that turns out it was even better because I love PayPal. It's been very good to me in a lot of ways, but guess what? This is better and it's cheaper and it's faster. I mean, PayPal's fast, but I mean, we found a way to send money internationally now anywhere 
All we have to do is validate the bank accounts, validate this, hit the button. Five minutes later, Gabby's sending me a text message saying it's in the account. And it's cheaper than sending it via PayPal. So, yay, there's all kind of stuff we can learn. We just have to keep our minds fresh, which is part of that being still and doing the meditation and letting your mind. It's kind of like. Yeah, well, how, how, there was something that just came into my head about it's kind of like shaking out your head and getting all the neg, the, 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 the clutter and it just kind of goes out of your head and then it's, you're able to That's be right. clear. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm trying, there was something else. There was a, there was an image in my head that popped in. I can't really describe it, but yeah, I mean, that, that's what that being still is. It just, it sheds the clutter from your mind and allows you to see things more clearly, maybe like um, a, a fogged mirror in the bathroom, right? You, now, now you can wipe off the mirror and now you can actually see yourself. I mean, that something like that. Yeah. Going back to focus, which was one of our earlier topics and another couple of sessions we did, uh, no, I'm just thinking here what we haven't really sort of <clears throat> what needs to to close this off in a way for, for selfish abundance is we need to have a vision of what that abundance looks like for us. Goes Where back to our vision, goal, right? It goes back to vision, exactly. So and- you know, once we've got that nailed, then everything else energetically will flow on. Well. And you have to, and this is a word, I don't like it when, because we just came through the new year. And what do people do at New Year's? They set New Year's resolutions. But I go back and say, go look up the definition of the word resolution or resolute and understand what the word really means. Because people don't set resolutions, they set wishes. When you are resolute, you are uncompromising in your commitment to the objective. There is nothing. You have to be like a two-year-old who wants an ice cream. That's Mm -hmm. a great way to look at it because that two-year-old, when they want that ice cream, they are relentless. They are truly resolute. And they are uncompromised. They are unapologetic. They, They want that ice cream. And while that's a cute example, we can be that way. That's kind of what selfish abundance is. And we're, we're not being like a two-year-old who is actually more of the selfish side because they just want the ice cream. But when you set a resolution, you must be resolute about the resolution you set. And that's why the, the, you know, the word is probably a misnomer for that time of year because now it's just people get so, you know, they're so wishy-washy on it. But that's the key. And it's one of the keys is you're un, the concept is, is just, it's an uncompromising commitment to that vision Pat was just talking about that you set. And once you have that, now you have the tools. You can talk about where you start your building. You can look at how, how to be selfish to get that. You can know what to focus on because, you, again, you can't plant watermelons and expect to get a rosebush. So that was the other call. So selfish abundance today, that was awesome, con- awesome stuff. It's already 40 minutes. I can't believe this. Um, great stuff okay. today. Thank, thank you so much. Uh, again, Selfish abundance, guys, focus. It's okay to focus on you. It's okay to make money. It's okay to make profit. It's okay to take care of yourself so that you can take care. You can be a better, have a better impact on those around you. Pat, what else do you want to add? Yeah, I'm just going to add that I'm going moving forward now and talking about next week's session, the next session. Okay. Which will, which will be around this, um, this phrase and 
David and I know it very well. Nobody's ever asked us. Oh, all right. <laughs> Tune in next week. That one's good. That's going to be a lot of fun. That one's going to be a. Re- that one's going to be eye opening from a standpoint that you're not going to. Yeah, it, it's going to open your eyes, especially when it comes to certain groups shall we say that we people have criticized and we're not going to say who but tune in next week with that in mind pat they can contact you at pat at the community entrepreneur.com yes or on my linkedin through linkedin definitely linkedin pat gross which is spelled g-r-o-s-s-e you can reach me on david m at cygnus nlp that's spelled c-y-g-n-u-s-n-l-p.com or just go to the website and schedule. With that in mind, we will put everything you have into everything you do because the best is yet to come. We will see you next week.